This is episode number 143 with Stephanie Benedetto. Welcome to Transform Talks, the only podcast that cuts straight through the hype and noise on supply chain transformation. I'm Maria Villablanca, the CEO and co-founder of the Future Insights Network. Join me as I uncover the stories and delve deeper into the topics that really matter to you. The environmental concerns of fast fashion are substantial. And with one t-shirt alone taking 700 gallons of water to produce, the industry is in dire need of a sustainable makeover. In this episode, I'm lucky to be joined by a Wall Street lawyer turned sustainable fashion entrepreneur, Stephanie Benedetto, to find out how she's addressing the fashion industry's waste problem through Queen of Raw, which is an online textile marketplace that facilitates the trade of unused fabric, preventing it from ending up in landfills. Now, Stephanie's company, Queen of Raw, has already saved over 1 billion gallons of water, and by 2025, she hopes to save over 4 billion gallons more of water, 2 million pounds of chemicals, and keep 2 million tons of textiles out of landfills. It's a bold ambition, but I know she can make it happen. In this episode, we're going to be talking about why 2022 has got to be the year of sustainable and circular business models, what's stopping companies from fully embracing sustainability, and how Queen of Raw's platform leverages exciting new technologies that also help organizations gain more visibility into their supply chains. Stephanie's had the pleasure of presenting the wonderful work she's been doing with Queen of Raw to Ashton Kutcher, Sean Diddy Combs, Gary Vaynerchuk, and Kristen Green, and went on to win the WeWork Creator Award in 2018. So I am super excited to explore her story and celebrate the valuable work she's doing to help protect the environment and help others do so too. Let's get started. Right. Stephanie, thank you so much for being here on Transform Talks. I'm really excited to talk to you. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. Do, do you know why I'm really excited to talk to you? Because I think that the industry, that the companies in general have spent way too much time talking about sustainability, talking about certain things, and you're actually putting it into action. So why don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been doing? Thank you. I appreciate that. And you're right. I mean, this it needs to be the year that we all take action for people for planet, but obviously also for a business's profit. And so, you know, I I come from a family background of over a hundred years in fashion and textiles and supply chain, grew up around this industry, just always loved how powerful it was connecting people all over the world, but always disliked all the waste it produced, all that unused stuff, right? That sits in warehouses or gets burned or landfilled. And I just believe there had to be a better way. And so, we made uh, Queen of Raw as a global marketplace. So anyone from a student, maker, crafter, or quilter, the biggest brands and retailers in the world, right, could buy and sell their unused textiles, keep it out of landfill, mm-hmm. what would be pollution into profit. Um, and, you know, it's been growing globally, as I'm sure you can imagine, through the pandemic, right? More unused inventory than ever before. God, it, yeah. Uh, yeah, now it's about 288 billion dollars a year and growing of just textile waste alone. Um, but but the good news is that means that fashion and textiles actually have the power to solve things like waste and the world's water crisis if we rethink how we do things. So as the marketplace has been growing globally, we actually realized there was more we could do for our community. So mm-hmm. we now did build full enterprise software and tools that help businesses not only sell waste, but actually understand why do you have all this waste and how do I measure it and minimize it going forward? Because that's the ultimate goal, right? 
I love what you just said there, because I think, you know, going back to my original point about talking about sustainability, do you think that sometimes people don't know how to action it? Do you know what I mean? How to actually turn it into real goals and how to measure it? That I think that's been the biggest problems, right? That amazing S word sustainability that is now a top three priority for every C-suite. But when I first started looking at this issue years ago, right? It was a nice mm -hmm. to have, not a have to have. And I think that's because businesses were so focused on what they were doing. Make that finished product, get it out the door more faster, right? And it got to adjust for lack of a better word unsustainable place um, at the pace at which we were moving. And you're right. So all of these businesses now, small to large, they want to do better. They want to be 100% sustainable, whatever that means, right, by 2025, 2030. But you hear that kind of a statement and it's powerful. It mm -hmm. means something. But where the hell do you go? What do you do on day one? Right? How where do you, do you start? Yeah, where, where, where do you, do you where do you start? Yeah, You're paralyzed, right? And that's why we tell our businesses, especially our enterprise Fortune 500 companies and public companies, your waste, your unused stuff—that's the place to start today, right? Sell it, recycle it, take all the money you make and put it back into doing good work in your supply chain without your capex expenditure going up. You can actually then pay your workers more. You can actually use more innovative, sustainable materials. You can digitize your supply chain. And from there, right, grow and get to that end-to-end -end sustainable, transparent supply chain. But you have to start somewhere on day one and you have to be able to take action. And I think that's been a big challenge, right? People think sustainability has to cost you more money to participate. Yeah. They don't realize it could save and make you money. And they also assume that it's good for little pilot projects. A little eco-conscious collections, but we can't do this automated and at scale and globally. And that is another huge myth that we should bust here right now, because the reason we built the software that we built is so you can do this automated at scale with a click. And we take care of all of it for you, including, to your point, measuring this stuff. You're doing all this good work, but so many businesses have been afraid to talk about it because of, if they misspeak, if they make an error, right, they're worried about getting destroyed. In the well, they're worried about what they're going to uncover. I mean, let's be honest. I think a lot of companies are pretty scared of lifting the, the hood, lifting the bonnet here in the UK. We say that, but, you know, lifting the hood and saying, gosh, I'm, I'm really scared of what I'm going to find underneath. Right. Uh, and more importantly, not knowing what I'm going to do with it. It's quite right, but I think the, the challenge has become through the pandemic, right? They have to lift that hood because yeah. it's gotten to the point that it is not only eating up for some of our customers up to 15% of their bottom line, um, mm -hmm. but it's actually hurting their top line, right? Yeah. If you try to go burn this stuff, it will be all over PR, all over, everybody will show on TikTok will, and more will the be, risk. right? Yeah, the risk. The reputational the risk, risk is, is too much. And now slap on top of that legal liability because the laws are changing in Europe, yeah. in the US, in yeah. you know Asia, and the world isn't standing for it anymore. The laws aren't. So, so starting with waste, because a lot of companies have a lot of waste that probably, you know, they're wasting. Oh, that sounds, I hate to say <laughs> yes. this, but it's true that they're wasting good waste. You know, they're, they're probably not disposing of it in the way that could be cost-effective for them, or they think it's cost-effective, but not in a way that you're suggesting that could actually turn them and in, turn into money. Right. No, you're right. I mean, for so long, this stuff, as you said, was swept under the rug and nobody paid mm. attention to it. Then it got to such a big place that now they almost didn't know where to go or what to do. Right. Yeah. And th that is the idea is that we can quickly and easily digitize all this stuff. So you see what you got, where yeah. in the world it sits, why you had it, 
who it comes from, right? That's valuable data in and of itself. But now that you know about it, to your point, take action. Click a button in our software, you can reuse it and send it to a different department or a different brand under your family all around the world. Yeah. Or click a button and resell it. We'll take care of it all for you. Find the buyers, they'll pay for everything and out of your hands it is, off your liability and books. Or if it is proprietary or past a shelf life, or for whatever reason you choose not to resell it, recycle it with a click, right? Mm -hmm. And the good news is there are more and more of these initiatives and we partner with all of them growing around the world. And we even have a grant in with the EU where we are working on this kind of circular solution, but specific to Europe, right? And keeping materials and resources in use there. And, and that's just it, right? <clears throat> Once you take that action, you can do this automated at scale and measure it. And I, I, I think you're right to say that word action because that's what I really hope we can inspire people is that this problem is not insurmountable, that there are solutions and that it is possible to go do it. I'm going to add something else. I mean, you're right to focus on the fact that telling people that it isn't insurmountable, but I think the action element is, is so necessary. I read something, whether it was on your website or something about how if it was a quote from you, it says, if we continue at the current pace of production of raw materials by 2025, two thirds of the entire world's population will face shortages of fresh water and be exposed to hazardous chemicals through the manufacturing process. 2025 is in three years. Yep. It's in three years time. And I bet you, you're pretty, you know, you're, you might even be underestimating here because we're already seeing fresh water shortages. So I guess my question is why, if we talk about the fashion industry, and I bet you this applies to all industries, why is there so much waste generated? Yeah. It, it, it's a good question, right? Um, I think that there's been a lot of waste for a number of reasons. Mm -hmm. One is clearly the old school way of doing things, which fashion is one of the most powerful industries that still do things the way my great grandfather did in 1896, right? Good old pen and paper, maybe an Excel mm -hmm. spreadsheet. But when you manage multi-billion dollars valuable supply chains around the world that way, you're going to have lack of clear data, inefficiency, and waste. And the waste comes about because they are, according to the old-fashioned calendar, predicting months, years in advance, right, of what consumer trends and wants and needs are. So they obviously overbuy or change a color or a pinstripe or a style. Right. And when you do that, you're sitting on all this stuff that you've bought for years out that you're not going to use anymore. Um, inherent in the fashion production or production of anything process, you're going to create some waste as well. Um, um, right, as you make things, as you cut and sew, as you do whatever you need to do to get it into that final form. And then, of course, when you go to sell the finished good, you may have overbought or overestimated what consumer demand at that time will be, and you'll be sitting. So every single step of the production cycle has waste. We've actually quantified it with our enterprise customers. It's about 15% of every single step of every production run ends up as waste. Wow. So that's where you get such large, but that the good news is that waste has value and now that waste has solutions for it. So we literally can, as I mentioned, solve the world's water crisis if we rethink how we do things and adopt these kinds of solutions at scale. I don't think we have much choice. I, I really don't think we have much choice. And so it's just a question of who can do this with the least amount of disruption and the least amount of cost um, quickly, frankly, that's, that's, that's what it's here for. And I think with companies like yours, what you guys are doing at Queen of Raw, is really addressing this and giving people the answer to how I start and where I start, right? Yeah, and I think that's a good point too that you mentioned that not a lot of people realize too is 
there have been these thoughts that in order to adopt any kind of new solution, new digitization, new business model, the time and resources involved, to your point, would outweigh any, any value seen or perceived. But yeah. um, we are going to be publicizing very soon some powerful use cases to show how quickly and easily these kinds of solutions can get integrated into existing business practices and how much time and resources are actually saved, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, it, it's funny when you quantify it. Now, there are gonna be some businesses who still wanna go out and build it themselves, try to do it themselves, but I can't tell you the number of large enterprise customers who have tried it and spent a lot of more money than we cost doing it and then end up coming to us. Because not only are you getting a prepackaged solution um, that will save you time and resources, we have built into our software that ROI calculator, right? Show you how much money you've saved and made and give you that report to show your stakeholders. But then the idea is to leverage our ecosystem. And, and we have now over half a million users and growing um, of buyers and sellers and recyclers and partners around the world. And I think that's the ultimate goal, right? You kind of mentioned it. It's not just fashion. It's not just textiles. This touches everyone with a supply chain everywhere in the world, across industries. Um, and they all the idea is very simple, right? All these industries have some kind of raw material waste. How can we find it, monetize it, and minimize it? That's what mm. we're doing. And I think for so long, we've been so focused on the finished goods, which is amazing and it's important. But what does it look like to actually solve this waste problem up the chain and all this raw material waste and understand that? And I think that's critical to, to going, moving forward. Do you know, I, I was chatting to someone a long time ago on one of the podcasts talking about the definition of circularity and mm -hmm. what does it actually mean? And they put it in a way that was really interesting to me, which was, well, it's kind of things that our great grandparents used to do. You know, it's the way that the, I bet you going back to the fact that you, your great grandfather was probably running this, you know, a hundred years ago, the wastage, there was no real wastage. It was always was, it, things were reused. And when I look at, you know, some of my, my grandparents or, you know, the way that things have been done, you're absolutely right. Nothing gets really thrown out. It gets reused to something else. Absolutely. And they didn't do it. My great grandfather, you know, that's exactly what he did. He came over on a ship from Austria. He landed at Ellis Island in 1896 and he settled into the Lower East Side and he was an immigrant chasing the American dream and he didn't have a penny to his name. He had to make a living for his family. And that's exactly what he did what he did. Find materials and supplies nearby old fabrics and furs and things immigrants had brought over yeah. on the ships, right? Yeah. Repurpose them by hand into the most beautiful haute couture fashion garments and sell to local customers. And a lot of his outfits I still wear a hundred plus years later, but he didn't talk about it as sustainability. It's what made economic business sense, right? Minimal waste, minimal toxins, because your bottom dollar depends on it. And I think that's where we need to get back to. Of course, supply chains are much more complex than my great grandfather's day, but let's use technology, blockchain, machine learning in order to help businesses do that kind of a business model. And they have to, because look at where the future is going, right? In the future supply chain. I think it's going to be, the world is asking for things that are more on demand, more local, more digital, more sustainable. And the ones who get that and innovate, they're the ones who dominated in value creation, right? Through the pandemic. I think according to the latest McKinsey report, it was companies like Nike, LVMH, ThreadUp, Caring. And these are the ones who are leading in these kinds of circular business models. Well, I was just gonna ask you about technology. I was gonna ask you whether or not there's any kind of technology that you're excited about that can help with this goal of circular supply chains. You know, what about blockchain? How is it gonna be instrumental in building this? 
Yeah, and, and it's funny, obviously I am a technology company. We come in as our enterprise customers, technology partners. But my goal is that they don't have to worry about the technology, right? Like that's what we do. You are not a technology company. Let us take care of that for you. Um, so you can focus on doing what you do best and creating that beautiful finished garment and selling to your customers. Mm. But when, you know, in looking at the technology, um, I am ve very big proponent on machine learning AI. I think for so long, this industry and a lot of industries, quite frankly, have lacked in real time data and information. And if you don't know what's going on in your supply chain from a tier one, right, mm -hmm. deep to a tier 14 supplier, how are you going to know how to do better as a business and act on it, right? So understanding and knowing that data is critical. And then now that you've got that huge volume of complex data, being able to read it intelligently and act on it is absolutely, I, I think, a game changer. And we spent a lot of time in that in our solution. Um, and then the other piece is you mentioned it, blockchain, right? And that B word blockchain, like the S word sustainability means a lot of things to a lot of people. It's getting a lot of plays in the metaverse and NFTs and crypto right now. But let me be clear, we are not a blockchain technology company. We use blockchain for a very specific purpose. We are sell moving and selling raw materials in the digital space that then translate mm -hmm. into the real world. How do we know what that material is made of? Where does it come from? How much is actually there? Who does it go to, right? That's where we can provide integrity to our data, levering blockchain technology and create that report and record. And that for supply chains, I think, is we're only at the tip of the iceberg of what's possible and excited to show you some of what we're working on in the future with that. I think if you're talking about that elusive end-to-end -end supply chain visibility where you can dig deep into your 14th tier supplier and find out where their wastage is and how you can turn that waste into um, into profit for your business, that could be a game changer, couldn't it? A absolute game changer for companies. Yeah, and it's something, I mean, you're lucky right now if they know, you know a tier one who you talk to, maybe a little bit of a tier two, but mm. that's about right where the buck stops yeah. for so long. And that means so much valuable stuff is sitting there. And, and that, you know, this has real economic value, not to mention how important it is for business to be able to act on it going forward. And, you know, I, I kind of liken it to, well, we're really proud at Queen of Raw of having the marketplace. A marketplace to sell waste is great. Don't get me wrong. But how do you get away from businesses saying, oh, we make waste, we have waste. Let's go sell it on Queen of Raw and make some money. Well, Waste is obviously bad for people and planet, but also is inefficient and costly for a business's profit. So it's not in their best interest to do that. But how do we actually help them solve the problem? And that's where I think a big piece of what we've leaned into, into our enterprise software um, is, is helping them understand in predictive analytics, how to do better tomorrow. Because that's how we're not only gonna survive today and what's going on in the world, but truly help you thrive and grow as a business tomorrow. Well, do, do you think that the reason why they haven't had a, why they haven't looked at the predictive analytics side is because maybe the fashion industry has some sort of forecasting and planning problem? Yeah, no, without question. I mean, as I mentioned, we're forecasting and planning, or they were historically years in advance. Now we've seen, obviously, with new movements like Shein and others, right, there's this desire for real-time, on-demand, custom clothing. Um, and in order to get that, I think fashion calendars and forecasting are shifting. 
Things are getting quicker and more localized, more on demand, more custom, which has very interesting implications for future business models, especially for our big enterprise customers yeah. who have historically done things in a different way. But it also opens up a huge door for innovation. And I think, you know, businesses get so nervous and sometimes so paralyzed about changing an old school way of doing things. But they don't realize that this, these kinds of circular models, reuse, resale, repair, recirculation, these re's, right, mm -hmm. are not only good for a business because it obviously is more sustainable, more economical, it also means they can actually make more money at those touch points, engaging with their consumers. And right. that's where I think, you know, we need to do even a better job is that this is, this, as much as we are a B2B solution, this inevitably touches consumers as well. And as an enterprise customer, you want to be able to get more value, more connection, more touch points and support your consumer more. And this is how you do that. Well, if, if you, you know, if you're, um, it's kind of like talking the talk and walking the walk as an organization, right? And so if you, if you're, if you want to be close to your consumers, you need to be able to demonstrate that you actually are doing something about the waste issues within your business. Yeah. Um, what, what excites you about the future? You know, what, what's in store for you guys in the next couple of years? I love looking at kind of um, thinking about the future. It is exciting. I think there are huge opportunities. When I actually, I was a lawyer on Wall Street um, before I became an entrepreneur. And I actually left being a lawyer in 08 and 09 when the market crashed. Mm. And things got very dark on Wall Street, kind of like what was going on in the world today, right? Talk about mm. the height of waste and greed and excess. I took that as my opportunity. I said, if not now, when I want to go build a business and I want to go change the world. So for those who are looking at what's going on in the world right now, I hope they can harness and feel that we are at a huge opportunity to build for that future that we all want. And when, when the market first started changing and pandemic just hit, I remember so many people saying, oh no, fashion is dead. You know, supply chains are dead. And I mean, unless we're all going to go naked, we are going to continue to consume clothes, just how we consume it, what it's made of, where it comes from, right? Who it goes to, what we do with it at the end of life. That's what's shifting and changing and with supply chains through this pandemic. And that is a huge opportunity. So I'm really excited for us to look at what's broken, what has been going on, um, and take this as an opportunity to go innovate and grow and build together for that future. I think, you know, we touched a little on it, but the future supply chain is more on demand, more local, more personal, more digital, um, more connected to the end consumer who cares, especially millennials and Gen Zs, about that story, that history, what the brand stands for. I, in some ways, right, I mean, through the pandemic, we're all at home, and thanks to phones and social media, whether it's TikTok or whatever, we're all influencers sharing about our lives, and that's great opportunity for businesses to continue to grow um, just to think a little bit differently and harness this as an economic opportunity. So. That's what really excites me. Obviously, we touched a little on blockchain and machine learning. I think AR, VR, right, is going to be very interesting where you don't actually go to a store, but trying things on at home, being able to scan a QR code on a screen and seeing the actual history of that product, where it was made. And when I go to purchase it, we can now tell you the water, the toxins, the carbon emissions, the waste and dollars saved by your actions, right? That's how we're all a part of something greater. And, and I'm thrilled to see where the future is going. Well, it's, it's exciting. It's, um, I really look forward to seeing what you're going to be uh, doing in the next couple of years. Um, Stephanie, why don't you tell our, our listeners where they can find out more information about you? 
Absolutely. Feel free to reach out to me at Stephanie at queenofraw.com. I even give my cell phone 1-646-583-0076. And I do it intentionally. I want to hear from you. We want to support you. Um, you can find out more about our marketplace at queenofraw.com. And for large enterprise, our software is at materiamx.com, M-A-T-E-R-I-A-M-X.com. We're here. I'm doing this for my children. I want them to have clean water to drink. Clothes that aren't toxic to wear a planet to live on. And I know together we can make this possible. So let's go change the world. Stephanie, at this point, it's not even for our children. It's three years from now. You know, right, this right. is this is for us, for us as well. Us I too. totally hundred percent right. agree with you for your you know, for our children. But I think at the same time, this is also companies need to change now. There is you just can't continue to be the same old companies that you were 10, 15 years ago. That can't happen you know, but I love what you said. I love the fact that you're showing people how it's actually done, that you're not just talking about sustainability and circularity. You're actually creative, you've created a company to solve it. So love it. Absolutely love it. And applause to you for doing this. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much. And for those of you listening, we'll catch you again at the next one. Thanks for joining us today at Transform Talks. I hope you found this valuable. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe, comment, and share. I'll see you at the next one.